1: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Love combat sports? I have a website for you cageminds.com. That's C A G E D M I N D S.com. Fight news from around the world, in depth interviews, live event coverage covering combat sports for over a decade, established in April 2011. That's
0: Cageminds.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Pro Wrestling After Hours. It's Michael Curlisle alongside Micah Frankel. Micah, how you doing, man? Man, I'm good. I'm just hoping that we can be friends and stay
2: friends like Danielson wants to be friends with Moxley, and a shout out to Brian Danielson. Breaking news: He will be inducted to the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, second announced inductee along with the prestigious tag team,
0: those Dirty Boys, the Briscoe Brothers. Do I have to care about the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame? Look, not not getting Ring of to Honor talking us being friends. All right, well. It... See, I didn't. I didn't even know why you brought that up. Why wouldn't we be friends? I mean, obviously, I, I would be the Moxley to, to your Danielson, but no, I thought you're more like the Moxley to my Kingston because Danielson.
2: We're not really sure where they yeah. they sit, but I, I thought we were road dogs, homie. Yeah,
0: I guess. <laughs> All right, sure, yeah, whatever, whatever. Uh so does this mean you want to start with AEW this week? Yeah, I kind of want to. I had a lot
2: of fun with AEW. Besides, I got a bunch of stuff from Elevation and Dark that we need to talk about. So yeah, let's go to AEW first. Oh, Okay, it's not a whole bunch, but
0: you're really gonna test this whole being friends thing forever with, with. There's a bunch of stuff from Elevation and Dark we need to talk about. Did you say forever?
2: Did I? I don't know. I, I <laughs> you did. That, know. That's quite a step in our relationship. Yeah. He said forever, Easy. Early, buddy.
0: <laughs> easy forever for now for this episode, at least we we'll have to reevaluate. All right. Reevaluate. All right. Okay. We'll start with AEW. dynamite. This week was in Chicago. We got the long awaited MJF CM punk match. We also got, uh, you alluded to it. Uh, John Moxley in his interaction with Brian Danielson. Of course that came after Moxley and Wheeler Yuta. um, that helped. That's a good place as any to start. Uh, Moxley, uh, beats Yuta. um, not Moxley's original opponent. I don't know how much you want to get into the whole Brian Kendrick thing. I don't understand. Here's all right, first because I I don't know what we can say that hasn't already been said uh, uh, about Kendrick and and all that. The things he said, the reason he's in trouble, uh, other than all right, it was twelve years ago. But dude, you, you're a freaking idiot. My bigger question. Why was it a big deal that they were going to bring in Brian Kendrick in the first damn place? I don't know how it drew the anger of anybody that they're bringing
2: him in, but yeah, fucking for what he said. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. You're gone. You're done. I'm kind of, feeling dirty that I believe at the time he made those comments, he might've been a a psychotic character there in impact wrestling. And I think I was actually digging him. So I feel dirty to have ever liked him uh, after those comments. Uh, Sometimes you're going to be judged on what you said and you can't just walk it back. Right. Brian Kendrick. Exactly. Uh, Again, I I don't know why the
0: whatever. I, I don't know what, why they were bringing him in the first place other than, stick him on darker elevation um but but to, to bring him in the way they were going to I that's a little bit of a head scratcher to me but regardless so um with him out they put uh, Wheeler Yuta in uh, he's accompanied by Orange Cassidy and Danhausen so at least for right now Danhausen being associated with the best friends which makes sense I think we see Danhausen being a, a little bit of everywhere All right, yeah, he was with Orange Cassidy and the Best Friends last week. He helped Orange Cassidy in his debut. I think we'll see him with the Gun Club at some point. I think we'll see him probably have some interaction with the House of Black at some point. Just here, there, everywhere. I don't think he's 100% yet, so I don't think he can wrestle just yet. He had, you know, coming off the the broken leg injury, for those who don't know. But I, I think we probably see him a little here, there, everywhere. I don't know if just yet, anyway, we can pencil him in as a best friend. I think he's going to be there to
2: stir the pot. to push a little here, push a little there. Maybe we have some interactions with his friend, the murder bird. Um, I think that you can put Dan Housen in a lot of spots. I know you don't like him. He could even walk through a Dark Order skit. I think that you can just see him pop up. Dan Housen could make me like the Dark Order. Pop up in a lot of places and make a lot more people a lot more entertaining, endless creativity in Danhausen.
0: Yeah, for sure. No, Dan Housen could make me like the Dark Order.
2: Do you like Wheeler Yuta anymore as a wrestler? Is he starting to grow on you? I mean, they've put him in some spots with Cole, with Moxley. He can go in
0: between those ropes. No, he can go. Look, I, I don't think he was... I I was fine that they put him in that match. I I don't think he's ready for that level just yet full-time. I had no problem with shining a little light on him. I I thought Moxley gave him a lot in that, to be honest. It ultimately goes the way it should have Moxley getting the win. But yeah, I, I, I like Wheeler Yuta a lot. And then we get the debut that we've
2: all been waiting for. We've wanted her in the ring for so long. Dan Lambert bings out the big gun. Paige Van Zant looks to have her new career trajectory. I don't know if this is a one-off or not, but we kept saying we wanted to see Paige in the ring. And here we go. Paige versus easy, Brandi. Easy,
0: easy, best friend forever. You're, you're skipping ahead to the very thing you teased. The uh, You s- totally skipped over the, the Danielson-Moxley interaction after that match. and um, Danielson proposing. You a- said they were already friends. And, uh, no, but I mean, look. Oh, I, 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 I was in, that. Yeah, it's. I don't think it happens. I. Th- what I liked about that segment, I thought everything Brian Danielson said made a whole hell of a lot of sense. Join forces, one of us can win the world title. We can team up and be the tag champs. We, us, not Cody Rhodes and Dustin and the goofy dude that trains people and gets beat every week, whose name escapes me, QT QT Marshall. Marshall, thank you. We can train and groom the next generation of stars in our stable, under our tutelage. Everything he said made complete sense. That's what makes it intriguing. I would assume Moxley doesn't take him up on the offer. Maybe he does. But my guess is he doesn't, but he contemplates it, maybe makes it seem like that's the direction he goes in. And and then he cold-cocks Danielson or something, and and then you set up uh, the the Moxley-Danielson feud. But if we're being honest, what made that segment so good is Danielson made a whole hell of a lot of sense. He wasn't out there just talking out of his rear end and saying a bunch of dumb things. It made enough sense that it would be plausible that Moxley would consider it.
2: I think that you just consider Moxley such a loose cannon at this point that I don't see that violent temperament being tamed to really fully take in this offer and make a coalition, a faction, to have students, to have people he'd have to care for and nurture. This has been a violent, violent man since his return. I'm surprised he didn't snap right there. <laughs>
0: so, you you don't see this happening then you you don't see a, a long term union between Moxley and Danielson i don't see the character development
2: being in the notion that moxley is this cerebral entity kind of like a seth rollins that he'd put together this plan to stab danielson in the back i mean are you gonna go far enough to make matching t-shirts or something to recruit some kids together before he snaps or does he just snap in the next promo dude are we seeing a full metamorphosis you tell me because the character that they portrayed moxley is
0: is not this thoughtful individual no my guess would be whether it's this week next week you have Moxley and Danielson in the ring. Danielson wants an answer. Hey, I told you to think about it. And Moxley starts talking and leads you to believe that he's going to accept it. And then in the end. Hit some of the paradigm shift. Right. Exactly. So something like that. Yeah. And, and then you've got a nice ready-made feud, which, oh, by the way, wouldn't be bad either. You know, Moxley and Danielson going at it.
2: That's the kind of match you put on pay-per-view.
0: Exactly. Up. Yes, you do. Yay. Exactly. Yay. All right. Speaking of matches, you put on pay-per-view um, where you were going a moment ago. Paige Van Zandt and Brandy Rhodes. Brandi Rhodes and Dan Lambert going back and forth. And before we go any further, something we probably need to talk about. And maybe it's a byproduct of the, the Cody fatigue. Maybe people just don't like her. Brandy Rhodes is getting the wrong kind of heat these days. She, she's getting that, that, that quote unquote X-Pac heat. The fans do not like her. They need to figure out something in a hurry there, or this is going to flop. But what we got out of Randy Rhodes and Dan Lambert going back and forth, Paige Van Zant comes out. Um, they lock up. They, they tangle up the, 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 the locker room comes out. The women's locker room comes out and uh, breaks things up. But, it sure seems like we're going to get Paige Van Zandt in a wrestling ring, which is good because we've seen her in an octagon. We've seen her in a bare knuckle cage ring, mat, whatever the hell they do. Natural progression. Pro wrestling.
1: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
0: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: I'm excited to see her. Yeah. This is where I think that she'll be able to use a lot of her athletic attributes, her dancing background. I feel like you do have this actress kind of vibe of conveying emotions from Van Zandt. I'm hoping that this will be a good career trajectory. And yeah, Brandy's the heel that nobody wants to see win, and they just want to see her hurt, go through some big spots and leave. I don't think anybody wants to and believes that Brandy has had much success much reason to be a part of the success of a now thriving women's division. And yeah, AEW gives the fans what they want in a lot of areas. The fatigue of Cody and Brandy not being the heels that everybody wants is getting to the fans. And you even saw, I think, on Roads to the Top, if you did look at some of the content, Brandy understood she was disliked because Cody's a uh, face though he is really a catalyst for wanting his wife to be
0: accepted in the same fashion which he's not liked either right let's put a pin in the bro and the uh the brody the Cody and brandy talk uh for right now I do want to come back to it a little bit later when we get to something else um but for now let's put a pin in it I, I want to ask you this Thank you. what was wrong with House of black that's that's a fantastic name right? Did it change? Uh, they were referred to as the Knights of the Black Throne last week. Was when that what it was? Knights of the Black, yeah, Knights of the Black Throne. Did, did you not notice that?
2: I know. I, yeah. I've heard them called House of Black. Yeah. I
0: thought that's what it was. I, I did too. Um, but yeah. Um, and they took on uh Pinta and, and Pac. Maybe I was just too enthralled with
2: watching Blind Pock. And and I loved the first 60 seconds of that (laughs) match. I was like, into it, into it, into it. Yeah. I mean, a good win. Uh, Brody King is a powerful force. I like seeing this version of Malachi Black. I did not notice what you said, and I will have to not put a pin in it, but make an asterisk by it and something for us to pay attention
0: to when we're watching. The programming this week. Yeah. I want to go back to something you said just a minute ago real quick, but before we go any further, and that's AEW gives the fans what they want. A lot of the time. Yeah, a lot of the time. Um, That's a problem with this whole Cody Brandy thing. Um, But th- that's not why I brought it up. There are times when you're watching WWE where it seems like they're going out of their way to give you what they want to give you, even knowing it's not what you want, and you will take it and you will like it. Obviously, WWE is still king. They may well always be king. Who, who the hell knows? But when you wonder about the success that AEW's had, and I know um, Rampage was down last week. I don't remember the dynamite numbers, but it was down a little bit, not much. But when you look at the numbers AEW has been pulling lately and the success they've had, it's not all that hard to figure out why they've been successful because it's exactly what you said. By and large, they give the fans what they want, they tell a story, they make it entertaining to get there. But there are a lot of times you watch WWE and it does come off like they're trying to force something down your throat, like you're a little kid. And it's a spoonful of peas and they know you don't like peas, but by God, you're going to eat these damn peas anyway. Meanwhile, Tony Khan's over here like here, here's another cheeseburger. Guys want some chicken nuggets? Well, if you really want me to
2: talk about Smackdown, all you had to I tell did, me is, I, I don't, I don't.
0: Just, I just wanted you
2: to... But, but, the that, but that's press. exactly it. That is, it? is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. All of a sudden, one company is giving us what they want. We already know that we're building up Adam Page, and it looks like we have a date now for Lance Archer against Page, and there's a lot of inclinations that we could get that Adam-Adam matchup that we want. Okay, that's great. That's what we want. On the other side, you get the match that nobody asked for of a 50-year-old walking out and demanding to be the number one contender because two years ago he was that's quite different i mean it's to the point where rick say defeats ridge holland the pop was legitimate the crowd look electrified on smackdown for us to come back from a commercial to now understand that there's a tag team match and Ridge and Sheamus beat Ricochet and Cesaro just to take that fun moment away because no matter how much we want to love Ricochet or Cesaro, WWE will shove us down our throat who we're going to love. That's basically what you're saying right there.
0: Yeah, pretty yeah. much, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, and they continue to do it. Back to the AEW yeah. talk. <laughs> yeah, a couple of other things I wanted to hit on from Dynamite. Um, I didn't have a problem with it because I think it's really easy to to get her going again. But, man, was Nyla Rose and Ruby Soho awful one-sided. Uh, Nyla Rose just, for as hard as they were pushing Ruby Soho not that long ago, Nyla Rose just ran right through her. Now, I think that's good for Nyla Rose. It helps elevate her. And again, I don't know that it hurts Ruby Soho that much in the long run because a couple wins, you do something interesting, some sort of interaction between her and Britt Baker, uh, her and Jade, however you want to go with it, and you can get her right back where she needs to be. But they obviously have big plans for Nyla Rose or think very highly of her because she rolled through ruby soho on wednesday night ruby soho uh
2: and thunder rosa have been on a roll as a tag team on dark and dark elevation this match was quite one-sided placement matters carlisle placement matters ring positioning matters and the freaking refs on AEW still annoy the life out of me because you couldn't see Vicky reaching all the way across directly in front of you, right next to you to pull over Nyla Rose's leg. I mean, you couldn't just be on the other side like you're supposed to be away from the action. I mean, it's a theme of the night that I'm going to. Complain about in the main event. There has to be some better interactions. And it's been one of the things that I've disliked about AEW the entire time with the referees. Blatant cheating in front of them. There's just a point where you end it, where you send a manager to the back. How can you not notice it? I, I swear we've seen legs on ropes that were noticed easier than the people reaching all the way into the ring. You're not seeing this. And I know I'm supposed to suspend my disbelief for a couple of minutes, but that part just really irked me to the point where I almost didn't notice you know, the one-sidedness
0: of the match. I'm going to stop you right there, Micah. How many times over on our other podcast, MMA After Hours, you can get it right here on the After Hours Podcast Network, download it wherever you download your podcast, much like this one. How many times do we talk about Refs letting things go too long, or this guy tapping and the ref doesn't see it, or this guy's out cold and the ref's just standing there while while he's getting pummeled. In real sports, the refs don't see everything. They honestly, they miss a lot. We complain a lot NFL officiating, right? Major League Baseball umpires. Why is it so hard to believe that uh, pro wrestling referees are, are any less or more inept than the officials from other sports?
2: She mouthed the words to Ruby so her, her leg was on the ropes. and You weren't supposed ropes, to see that foot part. It was never even near the rope. Ah, stop. It, then, it doesn't do, matter. Do, do. The camera angle saved that match from us seeing that her foot was never even under the rope. The camera angle <laughs> saved it from showing that she was not even by the rope and it yeah. was the three count. There is a part where we say suspended disbelief. I'm just saying positioning. I am calling what it is. This is a production. It's a performance. And the ref missed their mark. She needed to be on the other side trying to make the pinfall. I would agree with you.
0: The only reason I'm not more worked up about this than you apparently are, this isn't something that's an AEW problem. It's a it's a wrestling problem. It's a sports entertainment problem. Maybe not too specifically this degree. We see this crap happen in WWE. We see it on Impact. Referee should have been looking the other way for the chair shot or somebody being handed roll of quarters, brass knuckles right over it. Instead, they're standing right there staring at it.
2: I feel like it's a little more noticeable to AEW. We expect less of impact, and I feel like the refs do perform a little bit better in WWE to that nature of keeping their backs turned and not looking directly at the interference and, oh, I didn't actually see it.
0: Yeah. All right. Enough of this. Let's move on to to the main events. Oh, wait. Actually, there's
2: one more thing I wanted to add. Sure, sure. It would really be nice if Jungle Express would coordinate... Their travel strategies together. They don't realize that they keep getting jumped when they're singular. You gotta ride that dinosaur from city to city if you have them, right? Christian and <laughs> Jungle Boy keep getting beat up when they're alone. There's asses everywhere hitting them. They should the all talk?
0: coordinate their travel together.
2: Ass boys. Ass boys. Gotcha.
0: <laughs> I I look, I would agree. Okay. See, never mind the referee crap. That's what bugs the ever-loving shit out of me. And it has for years. Look, if you go back when, uh, I might lose some of you here. When Paul E. Dangerously brought in the original Midnight Express to WCW and they attacked Jim Cornette's Midnight Express, they didn't actually attack Jim Cornette's Midnight Express. They attacked Jim Cornette, and I don't remember now off the top of my head if it was Bobby Eaton or Stan Lane. But it wasn't both members of the Midnight Express. One of them wasn't there. Why? What? Exactly. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you're a tag team, if you're a group, right? All right, I get it. Sometimes crap happens. You got a week off, something. But for the purposes of storyline and things like that, right? You should always be together. Why? If you're and, and pick your tag. If, if you're the best friends, I don't care how they really get to the arena, but for the purposes of of storyline. They all need to be in Trip Beretta's mom's van or minivan. They all need to be together. And if they're not there, they all need to be in an Uber together. If you're the inner circle, you should always be together. You pick your group. And in this case, with Jurassic Express, if you're the two little guys, and I get it, one of those little guys is a Hall of Famer and and Christian, but, yeah, you're not going to travel together and not have the big guy with you. I mean, I could even see one of them.
2: One week you get jumped. Why? Hey, Tony needs to see one of you. You know, there's, there's something right, you right, call right, the way right, by right. authority. You have a phone call. There's a family emergency. Right. You need to go to the bathroom. Cater. There are ways to separate them to not make it always they're showing up to the arena alone as they're part of a faction. That part? Yes, you're right. Totally. Mind
0: boggling. Yeah. And and look, it's happened many, 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 many times and will continue to in, in the history of pro wrestling sports entertainment. But it it, it defies logic. Now, if somebody's sick, last part of the storyline, well, um the big dummy. Um Luchasaurus. Sorry, not really a big dummy. I just can't think of your name. Genius. Right. Uh Luchasaurus. Uh, Luchasaurus is injured. He's not here this week. All right, that makes sense. Um Luchasaurus has been suspended. Uh, They wouldn't let him in the building because he wouldn't take off his mask. They don't know who the hell he really is. So security, he's tied up. Come up with a reason, but just for randomness, well, here's two-thirds of them, and it's the two little guys, and oh, look, they're getting their ass beat. If only the big guy was there.
2: Right. I mean, there's so many different ways they could have taken it. You're exactly right. But I also, real quick, before we get to the main event, I love big guys being big guys, and Archer putting Hangman Page through the table I don't think that we've reached a 10, that this one is shattering everybody's beliefs, but I am into Lance Archer as a heel, and I feel like they have built upon this rivalry to a
1: point where it's respectable. With the Lucky Lance Sluts, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me ask you this, and I like Hangman Page a lot. I feel like his championship reign might be hampered by the fact that nobody believes any of these people he's currently or has been involved with are going to beat him. I think a lot of people are either waiting for Kenny Omega to come back or it's going to be somebody else from the elite uh, or or Adam Cole or, or whomever. I don't know that anybody ever thought And look, him and Brian Danielson two fantastic matches on TV. I don't think anybody really thought Brian Danielson was going to beat him. I like Lance Archer. I think he's incredibly believable as a big man. I don't know if anybody for a second really thinks Lance Archer is going to beat hangman page and become the AEW champion.
2: He hit it again right there. This has to be the record-long AEW world title reign for Adam Page to get respect. He's going to have to beat Cole. He's going to have to beat Omega. He may have to be another guy that we're all going to love, Malachi Black or somebody, Andrade. He's going to have to go at probably at least two pay-per-views, if not three, which is saying that he holds this for well over a year. Yeah. To get a real respect from the general pro wrestling audience that we saw Hangman reach his potential. Yep.
0: All right. The main event, uh, MJF, CM Punk, long awaited. These guys have been going back and forth for a while. We finally get the match last week. I loved it. I know for some it was a little bit of a mixed bag. Maybe it went a little too long. Uh why did Punk cheat? Or why did MJF cheat? I, I can't believe they pinned Punk Punk should have won. Right. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, Now you could probably convince me it was a tad long. You could have shaved 10 minutes off of it. I I would be willing to, to listen to that, but I thought it was phenomenal. I I love the fact MJF cheats. He gets his hand raised. The referee realized what happened, restarted the match. MJF cheats again and still gets the win. I, I thought it told a great story. It doesn't hurt CM Punk in the least CM Punk could go the next three months wrestling every week and not winning a match. And it doesn't hurt CM Punk at all. Uh, I love this. It sets up bigger things, probably at the pay-per-view coming up um, a little ways down the line, but I thought this was a great next step in this feud, this storyline between CM Punk and MJF.
2: You like CM Punk, both hardcore Chicago Cubs fans, do you think it turned up the right ire that MJF came out with the Chicago White Sox esque attire?
0: Yes and no. You know, keep in mind being in Chicago, half those people in the building probably were White Sox fans. All right, a quarter because you know Chicago—it's way more Cub town than White Sox town. But yeah, oh yeah. Sorry, uh, no, I, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, yeah. I th- look. I thought that was a nice little touch as well. Um, but I, I love this. The reason I didn't have a problem with the length of the match, I think most people expected when the referee restarts it within two minutes, Punk wins, roll up something, does something wins. It went almost fifteen minutes after that, and then um, you had Wardlow come down. He, he slips um, MJF the the, Dynamic, the ring, right. Ring. And which you don't even see when it happens, it takes the, you knew something happened when he punched punk and punk goes out, but you get the the view of it on replay. I thought that told a nice story. Uh, I had no problems with this at all. Were there things with the benefit of hindsight you could have done a little differently? Yeah, probably including shaving a little time off, maybe shave that 10 minutes off before you get to the first finish. Um, sure, but I I, I loved it. I, I did. I thought it told a great story. I don't have any complaints with this.
2: I could have taken 10 minutes off of the match, and I could have done without four different separate occasions of MJF biting CM Punk in front of the ref. It just felt like overkill at that moment. I could have done with one bite and one eye poke, but to have all five instances, it felt a little much. And just to me... I understand it's his thing. Maybe I'm supposed to be tired of it. I'm so over the dynamite diamond ring being used as his finisher. I knew it as soon as the punch was landed. I was intrigued to see when they made the handoff. That was quite elegant, and maybe you had to have it as the finish, because just me, I think I would have been a little more satisfied if they reversed the finishes... And he choked him out illegally because I, I honestly love the brilliance of that because I can't tell you the last time I saw someone use a foreign object, hide it away, and choke their opponent out in that manner. But I can tell you the last time that MJF used the dynamite diamond ring. So I thought it was a creative, innovative moment that was overshadowed by them going back to the same old thing. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: uh. <laughs> Not buying any of what I'm selling? No, I, I I don't I don't disagree. I just I again, look, we can nitpick anything to death, and I'm trying to save that for our WWE talk <laughs> because it, that's easier. But no, look, I agree with you again with the benefit of hindsight. Yeah, there are a lot of things you could have done different there. Maybe it is time to retire the ring, do something. I didn't like the ring gimmick when DDP had it, and it was the Battle Bowl Championship Ring. That he lost and Jim Duggan stole it when Jim Duggan was a janitor in WCW. Yeah, see? It it, it could be a lot worse, Micah. But no, I I agree. Look, could, could some of those things have been done differently? Yeah. But overall, I, I, I like the way this progressed this storyline. Wanna head over to Rampage? Real quick, because that'll lead into the the, the rest of the AEW talk that, that I want to hit in. But yeah, Rampage this past week. Again, I enjoy I, I find this to be the more no frill show. Um, And and maybe that's just me, but Adam Cole and Evil Uno, and it's no secret if you listen to this show, I I don't really care for the Dark Order. I had no problems with this match. It was fine for what it was. Um, Was it a five-star match? Was it match of the year? No, no, but it was fine.
2: Came out of the squash in a couple seconds and announced Violent Cole is here. So I'm all right. It's some character progression. They're not just stuffing him with Red Dragon. They're not completely hamstringing him with the Young Bucks. You're now starting to see after they had the elite moment where everybody came together with Britt Baker, Cole is separating himself. I liked it, and I liked that he
0: made an announcement of who he's going to be. Right. I also enjoyed the uh, Sammy Guevara Isaiah uh, Cassidy match. Um, that was entertaining for what it was. And I will say this, it's it's taken some time, but Private Party is slowly growing on me.
2: Man, I've always loved Private yeah. no, Party. Isaiah Cassidy's hybrid scream will never not crack me up. <laughs> we need to be there live when I hear that. I'm going to die laughing my yeah. hair, but I love it. Uh Sammy Guevara, the more title defenses. The more legitimacy to this reign. And we know he's not losing it for a while, but I'm feeling the momentum growing. I don't know if everybody's on the Sammy love like I am, but at least the title reign, it's more validated to me now, week by week.
0: I would agree with that. And look, I, I think they're big plans here for, for Sammy Guevara. So I, I would expect you're gonna see him uh in the ring, maybe not always with someone you think is actually gonna beat him, but someone he can have good matches with. And Look, I, I think the purpose of this match was twofold. Um, y- you give um, you give these two a chance to shine. You give uh, Cassidy a-, a chance to show what he can do as a single, because you're just kind of planting that seed for later on. Um, but at the same time, as someone that Guevara can go out have a good match with and, and really shine and-, and show what he can do is the big problem with Rampage that they don't
2: progress the big storylines. Let's be honest. This is the secondary show. The TBS title gets featured. The tag team titles have been featured. Now we go with the TNT title. Not much speak of the bigger names that we're looking for except for having Adam Cole on because if you look at the rest of the show Layla Hirsch with the attack backstage so we do get a backstage setup you do have a QT Marshall promo about a new faction member coming to take on Hook you do have a Serena Deep package so you do have more of the show elements even to the Mark Henry interview kind of the lead up to the main event you get the the Britt Baker Unveiling that she is the power controlling Mercedes Martinez. Do you feel that there was a couple more elements into the show now that made it a more complete package than just being a wrestling show?
0: Maybe. I, I think, look, I think there's a, a, a legitimate reason to be at least a little concerned uh, based on what you just said. I do think there's a bit of a stigma that Rampage is the B show, Dynamite's the A show. All right, and, and that's fine. So how, how do you fix that? Well, do you want to have Moxley and Danielson and Punk on both shows every week, keeping in mind that Rampage is only an hour long? you got a pretty full roster these days, so you want to get as many guys and girls' um, attention, TV time every week so they can all grow But do you do it by putting more of the up-and-coming talent, if you will, on Dynamite, which waters that down a little bit? And again, there's only so much you can do with Rampage anyway, with it being an hour long. Or do you kind of roll into the perception anyway, this is our A show, this is our... now. they wouldn't say it's the B show. They'd say the A-minus show. I, I, I do think it's a little tough. But I also don't think there's an easy way to fix it. Because if you're putting your Danielsons, your Moxleys on every week, your punks on both shows, well, then very quickly it's going to become WCW, the established talents, keeping the young talent down. That, that'll become the, the internet perception. That'll become the fan perception. Sadly, I, I think you just got to ride it out. You got to try to find that happy mix integrate uh, uh, different ones each week, but some of those bigger stars under rampage as well. But I don't think you want to get away from what you're trying to do overall, uh, which is getting as many eyeballs on as many different talent as you can each week. And the show is still a wrestling show.
2: I thought the Mercedes Martinez thunder Rosa match was excellent. And I really love that main event. Ricky Starks, Jay lethal. Some people may not be happy with how they're handling Jay lethal, but, Not everybody is going to be that center stage star with the spotlight on them. I think that he's happy with his paycheck, happy with being back on cable TV for the first time since going over to Ring of Honor, getting a live TV spot. He's still building his brand. Ricky Starks with that finisher. I I liked the wrestling from this show.
0: So they're doing, let me look it up here so I can get this right, the... Face of the Revolution. Thank you. Face match. of the Revolution. Right, right, right. Face of the Revolution. And uh, a new star is debuting. The The Forbidden Door will be broken down once again. Will be opened up, however Tony Khan said it. He set this up like it's going to be Shane McMahon. It's not going to be, well, uh, Shane McMahon or Jeff Hardy. couple things. It's not going to be Jeff Hardy. He's still under his non-compete. I mean, theoretically, it could be he's going to break his non-compete and that's going to open up he and AEW to to some some legal issues. I think they'd like you to think it's Shane McMahon. It's been very public what's gone on with him in WWE over the last week. I would be shocked if Shane McMahon has any sort of a non-compete. But I would be even more shocked if it's Shane McMahon, no matter how pissed off he is at his dad right now, uh, the way he's being treated or was treated by WWE. It it ain't going to be Shane McMahon.
2: Feels like it's a lot more likely to. Want me to run down the list of names or do we want to have more conversations?
0: No, throw out some names here. All right,
2: all right. Let me just start rolling them off my tongue. Uh,
0: Johnny Gargano. Could be. The problem, the way Tony Khan's been selling this, there are only a handful of guys it could be without being seen as a letdown or a little bit of a disappointment. I got no problems with, with, with Gargano. I think that would be seen as a little bit of a letdown. Keith Lee? That's who I think it is. His non-compete recently ended. I think Keith Lee makes a whole lot of sense. I don't think it makes sense to debut Keith Lee in a ladder match, though. Again, I think that's part of the reason so many people keep thinking it's Jeff Hardy. That seems like a match perfectly suited for a Jeff Hardy to, to come in and make a big splash in his debut. Not saying that Keith Lee is a big guy, can't can't work with a ladder, can't work in a ladder match. I, I don't think you're going to see an overly impressive debut from Keith Lee in a, ma- in a ladder match if it's him. I, I Okay, he's throwing out some other names
2: yeah. that would not be impressive in a ladder match. Do you want to see Bray Wyatt in the ladder match?
0: No. Bray Wyatt could make it work, though, if he's similar to the Fiend character in some way, along those lines. You come in, you just beat the living hell out of somebody with a ladder, and then you win. I don't I kind of don't think it's him either. I, I don't think it will be all that shocking to see him back in WWE at some point. But I could be Bray Wyatt. I kind of don't think so. What about Samoa Joe? Samoa Joe is second on my list of people who I think it is. If it's not Keith Lee, it's Samoa Joe. I don't want to poke holes in everybody you're throwing out because it's going to be one of these names. Samoa Joe, God bless him, as injury prone as he is, if you're debuting him in a ladder match, you might be having Samoa Joe's first and last match at the same time and the face of the revolution goes straight down the toilet. That being said, Samoa Joe, yeah, and he's a big guy too, I got it. He could, he could probably work with the latter match. He's done ultimate X's. Um, I think that makes sense. Could be him.
2: Probably not going to be any of these next three names, but they would be fun to me. Okada, Jay White, Will Osprey, the big, more English-speaking names from New Japan.
0: I don't have a problem with that, except for the fact the way Tony Khan's built it up. I don't think any of those names are exciting anybody. Uh to, to the uh, let me let me rephrase that. The general
1: it's exciting, like
0: exciting people to the level that Tony Khan has raised expectations. What about a killer surprise in Cross? I would love that. Unfortunately, for a lot of people, last time you saw Killer Cross, he wasn't so much a killer and it, he was dressed like Farouk back in the day. He had the stupid helmet on and, and all that. <laughs> That could work. Look, uh, let's also not put too much on the fans and and, uh, question their intelligence and knowing who these people are. Dan Housen, a guy who's, yeah, all right, he's been in Ring of Honor. Let's be honest, something of a comedy act. If you don't watch a, a bunch of YouTube videos, you probably don't know that much about Dan Housen. Look at the reaction he got a couple of weeks ago. The AEW fan base... By and large, it is a smart fan base. So maybe some of these names that I'm a little less high on, maybe they aren't as bad as I think they are. But if you're looking to grow the company and entertain the masses, which includes the casuals, some of these names I don't know that work. I wouldn't have a problem if it was Killer Cross. I don't know if that would meet the expectations.
2: Ah, I, I got to agree with you. I'm hopeful. I'm with bated breath. Keith Lee seems like a sure thing to next stop be AEW. You're right. I don't like him in a ladder match. I guess we're going to have to wait and see. But before we go to WWE. Oh. There's names you haven't thrown out, but go ahead. Oh, there is? Well, I was just going to say I was going to give you a rundown of the stuff that you should check out on Elevation because they actually did have one of the best wrestling Elevations ever. Anthony Agogo cut a promo. He's standing on his own two feet. That needs to be seen. Uh, Taya Leone, if you haven't seen this mammoth man, he loses to QT Marshall, but Marshall gets beat up for most of the match, was very uh, liberal to work with. 5-10 face Invictus Cash. And Arya Davari, I know you're not a big Dark Order guy, but it was a really good match. And Lee Moriarty pinning Joey Janela. For a Joey Janela that I thought was on his way out of the company, he's getting a lot more work now that they've set up having Dark at the Orlando Studios. And I'm suspect to see if we see him move on. Maybe he's finally found his niche with Kayla Rossi putting together the Triple H Kinda China esque relationship looking deal, having the female bodyguard. So on Dark, there are some great things
0: going on. This was one of the best episodes last week, really. Okay, before I throw out the final name, I'm gonna read you what Tony Khan tweeted out after Rampage, as referenced on Rampage. I have a surprise on Dynamite. uh, Top wrestler will walk through the forbidden door this Wednesday and debut for AEW. More info to come. Then he tweeted out the forbidden door can be open for anyone from any wrestling promotion in the world whether or not it's a company AEW is on good terms with even if it's someone from a company that's open for business. They're also welcome to slam the door in the face of their prior company. Again, to me the inference there is Shane McMahon. Now now Shane McMahon's not going to be the face of any revolution. You wouldn't think not from an inherent ring standpoint. I, I guess getting Vince McMahon's son uh to come join you. That that's some shots fired for sure. There's one other name, there's actually two names, but they're a package, and this ain't gonna happen either. But that I think they'd like you to think about. See, you're looking at the face. All right, we'll go back. Remember, I told you to put a pen in something earlier. Do you remember what it was?
2: not a clue. I have that much the, of the, the, the,
0: the, the Brandy Road stuff. Oh. Okay. Brandy and Cody. When you think of Brandy and Cody, maybe more so with Cody. What's the knock that he comes off as?
2: Not like, genuine? Uh,
0: maybe like somebody else from another organization? Uh Like like Triple H yeah <laughs> <Light? laughs> Randy sometimes comes off as Stephanie like. It's not going to have, look, the, the triple H thing would be interesting, but Stephanie went, man, uh, Shane might get pissed off enough to go to AEW. Stephanie's not doing that, but I think the other inference by the tweet is because look, you can walk through that forbidden door and slam it shut in the face of your prior company. That le- see, that's what makes the Keith Lee thing a little different. Keith Lee has been released, spin off TV. Uh, for over 90 days now, for over three months, because his 90-day just ended last week. Guys like that, uh, Hardy, well, uh, you're not really slamming the door shut in the face of your former company. That You're more of, uh, you You wandered off in the middle of a match, and they cut you because you wouldn't take a drug test. I guess he did eventually take the drug test, which he passed, by the way. But the inference is this is a big name, and it's someone who if they're not currently under contract very, very recently, they were under contract to another company. Either Tony Khan is a genius and he's going to knock our socks off on Wednesday night, or he fell prey to something that happens to a lot of people in, in the wrestling industry. And maybe oversold this to the point where people are thinking some wild shit that just ain't look this. And that's why I threw out Stephanie and triple H that ain't happening. I'm ready to it, lay down it, in a
2: giant bed of disappointment.
0: Right, right. The only way that happens is if if Triple H and Stephanie have broken up, and Triple H is like, "Screw it, I'm going, All right, I can see Triple H then. Nuclear scores, right? As long as they're together, that ain't happening. But if it's not Shane, if it's not another McMahon, if you take Tony Khan at his word, anybody else, unless there's a name I'm not thinking of, it's going to be a little bit of a letdown.
2: I'm prepared for disappointment. I'm prepared for letdown. So let's be hopeful for shock and awe. Let's be hopeful that a name that we are overlooking as obsessive as we are comes out of the blue. I'm just not as hopeful. I'm pretty doubtful at this moment. And I don't say a lot negative about Tony Khan. I just don't see this one coming to fruition as he expects it to. I mean, that would almost lead me to believe it's a
0: Ring of Honor guy, but uh, <laughs> and, and I thought about that impact. too. Uh, look, I thought about that too. Ring of Honor. I'm assuming at some point once they come back, Ring of Honor is going to do some sort of Hall of Fame induction, uh, like you mentioned. At the top, Brian Danielson, uh, is is going to be a part of their Hall of Fame. Some sort of an agreement. Hey, we want to induct Danielson. Um, What can we do to kind of work together here? You let us use Danielson for this. Uh, What can we give you? And look, that's great. And it might wind up being phenomenal. But the way Tony Khan sold this. For 90% of the fans, it's going to be a letdown.
2: I'm agreeing. I'm agreeing. This is, this is, it's building up to be everything that, you know, the Hulk Hogan, Kevin Nash, poke incident was. <gasps> and uh, that, that, that that's the kind of
0: reaction and deflating moment out of the room I feel like we're leading towards. When it comes to hyping guys, bringing guys in, he hasn't had very many swings and misses. So maybe Tony Khan knows exactly what he's doing, and I certainly hope that's the case, but I think there are only a couple of names th- that fit the bill in in most of the fans' minds that makes sense based on what he said and if it's not one of them and it's probably not it's going to be seen as at least a little bit of a letdown.
2: You're going to have to play connect the dots immediately as we see the name when the imaging comes across the big screen you're going to be trying to connect the dots is it worth it, do we get the name we've all desired it's a big wait and see right it's with bated breath It's not as exciting as heading back to the Elimination Chamber, though, is it?
0: Oh, there you go. There you go. I've, I've delayed time. it as long it's as we could. that time. You poke the bear one time too many. You bring up the damn Elimination Chamber. So we'll switch over to WWE. Um, this isn't new, but I think the problem I have with the Elimination Chamber, it shouldn't be the pay-per-view between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. I think you can make it a big enough deal in and of itself. It should have some separation. I, I think the elimination chamber, the way it's being used, is really just a buffer, a buffer and it shouldn't be. Uh, in theory, it's a grueling, hardcore wear and tear, the, the toll it takes on you type match. But you've kind of sort of penciled in what you're going to do for Mania. The fans already have an idea. So unless you're going to throw a big curveball at everybody, it's not that hard to figure out how the Elimination Chamber is going to play out, right?
2: Doesn't feel that hard. Doesn't feel that great. And let's be honest. When WWE social media says the biggest Elimination Chamber of all time and I look across and I see Riddle, and I see Austin Theory, they've already failed to hit the nail. And we talk about WWE failing to push the young talent, but then I'm going to say, how dare you put these young talents in the Elimination <gasps> well, Chamber? Well, real quick, one of them is because they're thoroughly engaged in a storyline in another direction, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That 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 that's my problem. Well,
0: again, if the reports are to be believed, until it was decided that Brock Lesnar w- was going to enter the Rumble at the last minute, win, and that's how you get back to to Lesnar and and Reigns, Riddle was going to win the the Rumble. So from that standpoint, you can see why they're doing it. To your point, and whether it's a Riddle, whether it's Theory, who was the other name you mentioned? Was there another no, young was guy? Those okay, those, those two. two. The problem isn't that they're putting these young guys in in, in the match in and of itself. Push the young guys. They should be commended for that. The problem is they do such a piss poor job of getting you to care about those guys. Now, now maybe a little less with riddle. Uh, You put him with Randy Orton for a while and and that's gone on way longer than I thought it was going to. I think that has elevated riddle a bit. So that what I can kind of buy Austin theory. I understand uh, that they keep, having him have interactions with Vince McMahon and all that. So that makes sense. But if you want the fans to care about Austin Theory, if you want them to believe he belongs there and has a legitimate chance of winning, they did a really poor job of building him up to the point where you believe that. And with a couple of weeks, whatever it is, but before the elimination chamber, I don't think there's a damn thing they can do to change your mind on him right now. It's That's the bigger issue all. for me. Not that it's the young guys in and of itself. You haven't given me a reason to care or believe that, especially with theory right now, that that he could win. I wouldn't be shocked if Riddle won. I don't think he's the odds-on favorite. I don't think he's the number two odds-on favorite, and he's probably not the third odds-on favorite. I'm
2: just not looking forward to Riddle, RK, bro, versus alpha academy at wrestlemania because if we're not doing it at elimination chamber is it just a long lead up to doing it on monday night raw or do you think this lasts all the way dragging out the tag team title picture till mania because you have riddle now not pulling double duty in one night where it's an easy Culmination of the story to have it commence there at Elimination Chamber. I feel like it could have just went a different way. There's enough singles wrestlers on Raw. Heck, on SmackDown, it doesn't even matter anymore what show you're on. We've seen that's easily transferable to put another warm body in Riddle's place. And heck, for that matter, to put another legitimate body in Austin Theory's place because I think the jobber in the picture next to him, AJ Styles, I mean, he gets beat up by almost. He gets beat up by Austin Theory. I think he got beat up on NXT. How did AJ Styles get put in the Elimination Chamber all of a sudden? I don't know. As I dissect it more, it's just looking at the social media content of the biggest Elimination Chamber ever. And I understand you want to say that because you're going to Jeddah, Saudi Arabia, and it's got to be the biggest Royal Rumble. And it's got to be the biggest Elimination Chamber. And that's your tagline that you're selling to them is, we'll do it the biggest. They could have made it the biggest. You could have done just a couple little tweaks. Heck, we could even have had some kind of reason why both members of RK Bro were in there. And at least that makes a little more sense. Like one tag team earned the right to go yeah. into it.
0: I don't even understand why they're doing this in Saudi Arabia. I, look, I, I get you. they're paying you a boatload of money and you want to deliver. They're not looking for what the fans here are looking for. Look, they're looking for, and this will get into. Bill Goldberg's return. They're looking for the Bill Goldbergs of the world. They're looking for the under, energy, obviously the Undertaker's retired, but they're looking for guys like that. You don't have to do this there. You could have done this here. You could have done this again. Move the damn Elimination Chamber pay per view um, to later in the year. Is it so there's separation? First of all, I don't get why they're doing this. By the way, do the people of Saudi Arabia give a damn about Austin Theory? Now, probably you not. said
2: it, Elimination Chamber, it should have its own time, and it should be separated, and it should mean something. I, I think you were totally correct there.
0: Yeah. I don't, So for, from that standpoint, I, I don't get it. But, you know, we were talking uh, earlier about uh, bringing back Goldberg. Unless something's changed, Goldberg only has one match left on his contract. Why would they waste it here instead of saving it for something big at WrestleMania? Well, I think I just answered that question. When we were talking. You're looking to satisfy the, the 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 audience over there in Saudi Arabia. Goldberg is the type of guy they're looking for. So from that standpoint, it makes sense. But again, I don't think you have to be all that astute to know how that's going to play out between Goldberg and Roman Reigns. Goldberg isn't beating Roman and going to WrestleMania. There's not much believability in it. There's not
2: even a good storyline as to why it's coming together, why Goldberg just gets to walk out and call his shot. If you look at WWE pay-per-view schedule, it's like it's pretty easy. You could have switched around the name of some events. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the mechanisms that's led to us having Elimination Chamber in Jeddah is if you look back at the last uh, Saudi Arabia super show, we all crushed WWE for the fact that they did that super show and a week later had to push a pay-per-view. So the whole time they were trying to push the matchups for the super show, they were having to run also counter storylines to put over the upcoming pay-per-view. So I guess they forced their hand by saying, well, instead of doing a, a super show and a pay-per-view will push the pay-per-view into the super show and make them one. Again, the only problem is you're doing the elimination chamber. It is a hard to see match that they're doing in a mega arena that you're not going to be able to see the intricacies from so far away. The elimination chamber in itself is one of the matches I would not take there. But then again, I didn't think hell in a cell came off looking that great in Jeddah either.
0: Yeah. I think part of this is, in a roundabout way, a compliment to WWE. You get so big, you have to deliver, or you feel like you have to deliver all the time, and and certainly with the amount of money they're getting from Saudi Arabia, you got to deliver there. So, I, I get that, but I hope that money is worth it because I, I do think it takes away from, from WrestleMania. Look, we don't need Brock in an Elimination Chamber. We don't need Reigns and Goldberg in Saudi Arabia here. The focus from Royal Rumble to WrestleMania should be on WrestleMania. Well, but it is because the women's... Number one contender will gives be a good decided about in the, the
2: women. Micah, Nikki Ash, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. Dude I, you're right. I'm sorry, dude. Yes, yes. You my bad. Him. Liv Morgan. Yeah, mystery the, character. Oscar. I mean, Asuka yeah, coming back. I mean, no. You're right. I'm wrong. You're it right.
0: has huge, crucial implications for Mania. Huge. does it? look. And don't get me wrong. They'll they won't have much of a problem. Getting all the focus back on on Reigns and Brock. But that should be what the build is right now. Let's
2: take some of the focus away after Paul Heyman's explanation that Brock Lesnar was just too stupid to leave Roman Reigns alone.
0: Well, (laughs) you know... uh...
2: What? Whatever. Um, that was even worse than what you had pitched about yeah. the three triangles of deception. I mean, that seems genius compared to. It well, was ju- to whoa. Challenge you. It was and genius, I, and I'm just not thinking that's good. Whoa, 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 whoa! whoa.
0: It was genius, Micah. It My idea genius. was genius. It is not. It seems genius compared to what they did. It seems genius, no matter what they had done. See, it's how you say it. It's how you lay it out there, <laughs> Tony Khan. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, but no, look. That should be the focus here. Mm-hmm. Um, Bobby Lashley should be the focus here, A- and and his wrestle. I, uh, this is an unnecessary distraction from the build-up to what is your biggest pay-per-view. And, and look again, if you're WWE, maybe you're looking at this differently than, than we are. Pay-per-views don't mean what they once did because it's all about the network. And you pay that nine 99 a month, whether you tune in or not, WWE has got your money. So, from that standpoint, you know, you, you look at the big four pay per views the, the, the Rumble, SummerSlam, Mania, and Survivor Series. In the eyes of the fans, maybe those are the big four, but in the eyes of WWE, they're no different than day one or any other damn pay per view. Because, for the you know, and, and unless you're one of the handful of people that, that still buy it from on demand and, and direct TV and all that. You're paying $9.99 a month or whatever it is. If you're even paying that, if you're like a lot of us, if if you got Xfinity, you're, you're getting Peacock for free anyway. So you're not even paying for it. So maybe, maybe the problem here isn't WWE. Maybe the problem here is us looking at this from an antiquated standpoint versus how WWE looks at these now. You're saying that the day of us caring about
2: premium live events is, is behind us. They're not putting together a good enough amount of content. They're not intriguing us with storylines. They've devalued these special events to make them no more special than the other ones that we already say just feel like elongated episodes of Monday Night Raw themselves. It's a perpetuation
0: of bad content and bad creative. The only difference in WrestleMania and any other pay-per-view from that standpoint. And look, I, I look, don't get me wrong, WrestleMania, it's it's the granddaddy of them all, it's the Rose Bowl of wrestling, sports, entertainment, pay-per-views. But the only difference in it and any other pay-per-view from from a ordering it, watching it standpoint is the fact that it's in a big stadium and day one is in a basketball arena. And most of the other pay-per-views are in basketball arenas. Now, yeah, all right, your Summer Slams and, and Survivors, all right, maybe those are, you're, you're putting it in bigger arenas, but all those other pay-per-views or bigger stadiums, all those other pay-per-views, I mean, that, that's really the only difference. For, from the majority of people, WWE is going to get as much from me or you when we tune in to watch WrestleMania as they do from any other pay-per-view, whatever the squirrely pay-per-view is right before Survivor Series that nobody really cares about. It just felt like it used to be the culmination. Oh,
2: I agree. It was. It was where you went to see stories finalized dreams realized and somewhere in this revolving door of roman reigns and brock lesnar the air has been sucked out of the room over the last decade
0: yeah yeah
2: and the only thing that can save us is heel matt cardona wow so so just like that we're done with wwe (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha, I'm just still telling you about the best thing in pro yeah. wrestling. Well, you kept yeah. talking about sports entertainment, but if you want to continue with WWE, we can.
0: We didn't get to the finals of the the, the, the academic quiz bowl, whatever the hell that crap was. By the way. Hey, if I bake like I bake, <laughs> I mean, nice one, Randy Orton. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I missed over half of Raw last night because... I, I forgot that it was on Sci-Fi because of the Olympics, so I didn't change my DVR. And it like dawned. Usually with Raw, I wait till it's over and then I watch it, and I can skip past the the bad parts. Doesn't take long to watch, by the way. But I completely forgotten. It dawned on me, so I did catch the last uh, forty five minutes or so. But I, I completely spaced. It. it was on Sci-Fi last night.
2: I didn't realize it was on sci fi until 30 minutes after it ended, and I went and realized to set it up to record on sci fi next week. Cause you know that once every year, f- every four years thing is happening that bumps Raw around. Yeah. Okay. People are, are icing and skating and skiing. But yeah, I, I've got no reactions from Raw cause I forgot about it, and I just really don't feel like they did a a great job of reminding us through all the social media outlets that they have to make sure to not miss the episode that it was going to be on SmackDown. I just felt like there was a a more diligent effort put forth when it was SmackDown during the World Series to make sure we knew where it was being moved rather than what they did for Raw
0: during the Olympics. Yeah, No, No, you're probably right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't the academic challenge. You know, what the I get it, Mike. It's sports entertainment, but really, uh, hold on. Watching, and pardon my French here, watching fucking Randy Orton, <laughs> fucking Matt Riddle, fucking Chad Gable, and fucking Otis. Shh. <laughs> Watching these brainiacs in a goddamn trivial pursuit off, because that's basically what it was. Not only was it not good, not only was it not entertaining, since they didn't mind borrowing from Billy Madison, I won't either. We're all worse off for having watched that. (laughs) we have hit the depths of the bottom
2: of the sea and the anchor has crushed spongebob and that is what's left of the wwe tag team division
0: the worst part of all this it's not the fact that they did it i look it's wwe they do what they want how many episodes of Raw did they drag this out over? Like, th- at least three, four? Four, four. You couldn't do this stupid-ass angle in, in a 12-minute segment? It took a month. They couldn't have just done it at Elimination Chamber? Oh, my God. Dude, it, this is what drives me crazy. I don't...
2: <laughs> How why? many weird backstage competitions have we had in two years of AEW? I don't believe we've had any, Micah. We had them dress up like basketball players once, but no actual basketball happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh,
0: could we keep pro, wrestling did, they stretch, pro did, did, wrestling? did they stretch that out over a month? No. I, I, I don't... Uh, I don't I, 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 I'd rather talk about Impact. Yeah. The, the, I'm mildly entertained by the Alexa Bliss with her therapist stuff mildly I can't help but wonder we brought up Bray Wyatt earlier we were talking about who's breaking down the forbidden door this week on AEW I can't help but wonder if Bray Wyatt's not coming back to WWE at some point I uh, it seems like uh, because either you continued on with Alexa Bliss as she was and made her more evil or you dropped it and and did something else with her they're dragging this out an awful doggone long time. If she's going to stay this character at this point, don't you need a fiend in her life? Uh, not necessarily
2: because no. she was the all powerful one that burned him away. But if you want to say that money can wash over all wounds and that WWE was able to save enough money off of Bray Wyatt's contract to reoffer it back to him and a man with eight kids or something like that, I believe would have to take whatever job is the most paying and he's coming back and we're going to go down that road. Yeah, it's a possibility, but I kind of laugh him out and I'm not taking the character seriously at all. Mm. He's lost all fear. He's lost all power. He's lost all momentum. And hopefully you can do something to, with this to manifest Alexa bliss. She was going crazy and, And then the doll was gone, and now they gave her a replica from wweshop.com, and that seems to be just swell. Um, I don't know. Maybe the therapist is just a maniacal handler that puts her on a leash because he gave her a doll. You never know what WWE is going to do.
0: It's probably not going to be good, though. Something they are doing that I think is good anyway I love this whole Kevin Owens trying to get into the elimination chamber and um, the two doofuses, Sonia DeVille and um, Adam Pearce, are having none of it. He goes out and beats Austin Theory last night. Nope, nope, it's all set. Nope, you're not getting in. I like this. I assume it will eventually go somewhere for Kevin Owens. But again, he's a guy the fans love so much. If he gets screwed out of being in the Elimination Chamber, it doesn't hurt him. If Austin Theory had beat him last night, I don't think it would have hurt him. That that might have actually been the thing to do to give Theory a little more credibility headed into the Chamber. But I, I am entertained by Kevin Owens.
2: I just think that nobody takes him seriously. We enjoy him, we like him, we understand yeah. him, but we feel there's a ceiling to him and they let him bounce in between that ceiling and floor. And he does put together good work. He does certifiably do great work but I don't think that matters in WWE so the fans can enjoy him we went from nice guy Owens wasn't he obsessing over Damian Priest now you're telling me he's obsessing over the getting into the elimination chamber he feel he feels like a guy that gives a hundred percent effort each week that creative change his
0: objective why are we going to get Becky Lynch and Lita At WrestleMania. You told me already
2: because we're getting Goldberg and Roman Reigns (laughs) at the Elimination Chamber because... Jeddah Saudi Arabia would still like to see sure. some nostalgic stars and is, as it, far as that the where they're going to do it division goes okay. Lita's nostalgic star uh, and WWE owes her cuz they told her she was going to wrestle Charlotte before or yeah before they realized that they wanted Ronda to do it or Ronda said she wanted to do it either way this is the constellation prize
0: I'm probably in the minority on this and, and that's fine I don't care about Lita at all. I didn't care about Lita when she was in a prime. I was mildly intrigued by her in Edge and doing all the the Rated R stuff. This means nothing to me. If I'm Bianca Belair, if I'm uh, Dewdrop, if I'm Nikki Ash, I'm just retiring and say, so, "Hey, look, call me in ten years." Well, when I'm an appreciated veteran and, and come in and tr- and I'll come back and you treat me with respect. Why one of them or someone along those lines, hell, I, I don't care for her, but Natalia, why one of them isn't fighting with Becky, isn't lining up for a pay-per-view match with Becky. It's, again, I'm not trying to disrespect Lita. I get it. A lot of people like her and that's fine to me, it makes no sense. And I understand they're trying to do that. There's no leader. There'd be no Becky Lynch. I looked up to bad oh, bullshit. Who cares?
2: Uh, Proceed value, limited expectations, <laughs> bad foresight. Do we got to beat this horse out the road? They're doing this for a lot of, again, nostalgic reasons that they assume that I'm gathering some kind of poll put, leader pretty high in saudi arabia's uh happiness they uh, were appreciative of bringing her over and you named off some of the other possibilities i don't know if there's a name that matters and again this is a company that fired a large portion I'm more interested in the update on Bailey's status. Is she still injured? How is she doing and progressing to get back in the ring than rather seeing Lita compete in it?
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah, and I'm with you on that. Um, I know she hadn't been cleared. That That's why she didn't come back at the Rumble. Um, she was still out rehabbing. She hasn't been medically cleared. I'm sure she's amped up her workouts and stuff, but my guess would be once she is medically cleared, she's still going to need some time to finish getting into shape and, and getting the ring rust off and all. But yeah, I, I'd much rather you be doing if, if do something with, with Becky, where she's do draw, whoever just someone current, someone who's going to be around in two years. And if you want Bailey to be the one, once she comes back, fine. But I mean, look, I, I don't know. I guess it's also hypocritical when you talk about, oh, Sting and AEW is great, and hey, Goldberg's coming in, but then you, you crap on Lita. No, I'll crap on Goldberg too. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. I... And we don't crap on Sting because they
2: use him in small bursts in tag team matches. They hide him and the story is never emphasized around him. His stories, his recent interactions have heightened and highlighted CM Punk and Darby Allen. Goldberg is nothing but a spotlight
0: stealer at this moment. Sting wasn't in a main event feud with Kenny Omega. He's not in a main event feud with Adam Page. I agree with you. It's a, it's a little different. Look, I don't care that lead us back. I mean, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it. But I don't need her and Becky Lynch. I just don't. Does it also just sour us? Us, the 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 knowledgeable
2: fan. Our audience that we're speaking to here, people, are we all soured because we recognize Goldberg and Lita are coming back for one night. They are coming back to take L's, and there's nothing to get excited about. The lead-up is going to lead to the destination inevitably. Wake us up when we get there, and mm-hmm.
0: there's possibility of a, of a story where we don't inevitably know the ending? Maybe. Uh, you know what? The, I, I don't think... Lita's coming back for one match. I think she's going to be around for a while. Now, Goldberg, this is probably it. Now, look, maybe they get him to agree to to do WrestleMania as well. But Goldberg is definitely very short time. No doubt about that. And he has been um, since he's been working again with with WWE. uh, I kind of got a feeling Lita might stick around for a little while. Her problem was two decades ago. I know. I'm
2: not inspired that's, that's my point. by what I've seen out of her athletically. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like if you brought Lita back... And now I'm stepping to a place that I said I would never go again, but you're making me do it. If she had been the mouthpiece for a Cora Jade in NXT, a Cora Jade who's portraying a skater, edgier kind of character, or we had a Tony Storm at one point who was also like a rocker, if you had Lita coming back to be a mentor or a mouthpiece, a crutch as a sting was to a Darby Allen, would that be a more acceptable positioning? But again, yes. we're changing every part of what she's doing here, and she would not be the focus.
0: Yeah, no. To answer your question, yes. That, that would be much better. Let's end on a high note, Micah. Other than Cardona himself, there's probably no one more happier that he is a heel in impact than you. Man, the internet
2: exploded and was set on fire as Matt Cardona picked up the digital media title belt, went to attack Jordan Grace. The referee intervenes and correctly takes the belt to the other side of the ring to hand to personnel. And at that point, Jordan Grace charges towards a Matt Cardona, who just happened to be holding a chair. Heal Cardona with radio silence. Is the new digital media champion. Also on Impact, you got to love when you do... Mm the cinematic features well because we've seen with the undertaker and what they did towards the end of his career there is a place in pro wrestling for cinematic features especially when morrissey beats up the entire learning tree and chases brian myers down the halls only to be caught by a scott demore who says you wouldn't be trying to beat up anybody outside of the ring would you morrissey there are sometimes where cinematic mode can be appropriate in pro wrestling. Can that,
0: we can we change the name of that dumb title?
2: What cinematic mode?
0: No, no, the um the the Digital the Media Digital champion. Media, thank you, yeah. Yeah,
2: can we just call it the Impact TV title? That'd be awesome. Um honor no okay. The Honor No More storyline boggles my mind to no end, and inevitably we believe at the next pay-per-view the Team Impact will beat Honor No More. This storyline will fall short of anything entertaining unless Scott Amore rips off his suit and has a Ring of Honor t-shirt on under it. There is just... (laughs) not for once that they keep breaking the rules that they keep jumping in the matches and impact just keeps letting them in, letting them in ringside. All of a sudden impact decided they were going to let Kenny King now join honor. No more. Cause obviously when we announced the match was going to feature Maria because she's one of the members of the group, we didn't actually mean it. We'll let them bring in whoever they want. Kenny King is there all of a sudden joining. Inevitably we knew there was going to be another male character, but who is giving them the influence to make these changes? The NWO angle came so much more together when you figured out they had the power to do all this because Eric Bischoff was the power the whole time. Scott Amor is the only one doing shit at impact, but yet Honor No More has them over their knee. So I could like the angle. I just can't love it because it doesn't
0: make sense. (sighs) It's a little flawed. Uh, So uh, real quick on this. Uh, since you brought up the nwo and compared it to that the nwo came in to destroy wcw they never wanted to be a part of wcw the honor no more guys correct me if i'm wrong here the goal here is to, is is to be on the impact roster right well that, they, they, they're not here to destroy impact
2: and that's where it makes it yeah, even less because exactly ceo and uh Taven, mike bennett and Vincent are there to get their contracts, and Maria, and they've signed up for the five of them to get their contracts. Right, and then you add in Kenny King. Where does he get his signature on this contract? All of a sudden, where the agreement was literally Demore, you five are taking on our five. So there's big holes in the storyline let's be thankful the Bullet Club is there four on four the Bullet Club beat something Speedball I know you love that name Ace Austin and Madman Fulton they then get jumped because it's VBD and the Good Brothers against the Bullet Club that's what we're going to get at the pay-per-view in a four on four match and one more time because I like saying his name if you didn't see it and you're hardcore into wrestling Battle of LA three days 70 two matches a whole bunch of craziness the main event the finale Daniel Garcia forces speedball the tap
0: Micah tell everybody how they can keep up with you we
2: talk pro wrestling on Twitter, and I do it at Frankel Micah. And if you want to go to my Facebook page, I just share a whole bunch of pro wrestling memes.
0: Get the show on Twitter at PW After Hours. Find me at RealMikeCurlisle. Email us, pwafterhours at gmail.com. We are out of time. We will talk to you next week for another edition of Pro Wrestling After Hours here on the After Hours Podcast Network.